Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 19. Black Panther. World wow. of Wakanda. Wow. <laughs> Black Panther. Wow. Wow. <laughs> By Blizzard. Yes. <laughs> Blizzard, the the corporation wrote this. Yes. Because corporations are people. Yes. Blizzard presents Wow. Black Panther. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh Written by Roxanne Gay, who we read previously with the Thief story. Yep, uh, the Banks. Yep. And Marvel book, of course. I don't even know why I say that. People should know. But well, it did not, introduce it as Blizzards. Blizzards, Marvel, wow. <laughs> and this was put out in 2017. And it's a self-contained little jump-off point, it seems like, right? Yeah, uh, to me, I read more like a companion book. Pretty much. Yeah. And for a book called Black Panther World of Wakanda, there's very little of either of these things in it. Yeah. No Black Panther, which is understandable. This is a separate story. Right. And then World of Wakanda, you don't get much of Wakanda until towards the end. Right. Then it kind of does. It mostly focuses on the Dora Milaje. And it should have been called Black Panther Dora Milaje. Yeah. Or just Dora Milaje. Yeah. World of Wakanda. Right. And so, like, uh, just through, like, some uh, early on, first issue is all about, like, new recruits being trained and all that shit. And then, well, actually, I think first two issues were about them being trained and then going out on missions. It kind of jumps around because it's a companion book. Right. It, it The first, I don't know, the first three issues really felt like they could have just been one issue. Mm -hmm. And I was... I didn't understand why there was such an emphasis on the love story between the, I guess... The captain Captain and 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 Ayo or something? Yeah. Ayo and uh, Aneko? Yes. Yeah, that... At the end, I understood better. Right. Because I didn't know who the Midnight Angels were. And their, this is sort of their origin story, right. is my understanding. I don't know. I didn't know who they were. I haven't read much right. of anything. The problem with the love story is that it just didn't make any sense. It do, and it feels really forced, and it dominates the whole book. Right. Basically, you get uh, the captain, Aneko, you know, greeting the recruits and then calling Ao beautiful. Right. And then suddenly they're in love. Right. I, that's a point I wanted to bring up. She... Instantly fell in love. Yeah. Like, head over heels. Like, really? Yeah. Really? Okay, that's where... Okay. This is just really fast-paced. Right. It. Yeah, th- there's a lot of gaps they, they, in in the in the story that uh, I don't know if it happens, you know, in the Black Panther proper book, whereas right. maybe they develop their relationship a little more there. Perhaps. If they show up, Perhaps. we didn't read it. Yeah. One thing that I wish would have happened was towards the end, they started going to these other cities mm-hmm. and kind of fighting injustices and crimes in these other cities within Wakanda, right? right? I wish that would have been the book. Mm-hmm. And this developing love story and this Dora Milaje training process could have been 
something that you fit in between right the cracks of the story of the world of Wakanda right and these horrible things happening that they're taking care of right and why the Midnight Angels is their name mm-hmm. why they exist that would have been a far superior story yeah it'd be like a little travelogue of Wakanda yep you, you get to visit uh, all sorts of different places uh, but and unfortunately they don't do that you get a page yeah per city for per major issue too right trafficking and 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 uh, kidnapping and yep. things like that and extortion yeah. stuff like that you could have just this whole book could have been that and then sprinkled in and told with the story this character development of these characters falling in love right and this training process the training process was really fucking dull yeah <laughs> the only thing the only character I actually ended up like kind of enjoy reading was the actually just the villain of the story, I guess, quote unquote villain, uh, Falami. Yeah, she was cool. She was like a little weird underdog. Yep. Uh, of the training process, and then she's always out to like prove that she's the best, even though she's not, not quite. Until. Yeah, until and, and she gets herself in a situation where you know she she basically takes like a, a super a super soldier serum of sorts. It's like nanites. Uh, or nanite, something. yeah. Yeah. To give her super strength and all that shit. There was a super convenient plot point that led to that happening. Random guy that I don't know who he was said, Hey lady, go over here to this other guy so you can be awesome. And then he never shows up again. It's like, who the hell was this random figure that wants to help out uh, Falomi or Falimi? I forget how to pronounce it. Falomi? F-O-L-A-M-I. I just... In my head, it's Falami. Falami? Okay. Um, it's like, why are you helping her specifically? Right. Outside of trying to move the story along. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, uh, I don't know. It's this... It just all feels so very shallow. It like, is. Yeah, because, is. because, like, it's a companion book. Like, a lot of the big major plot points of what's going on in the world are... Is probably happening in Black Panther. Like Shuri apparently dying? Yeah. The Golden City was being assaulted at the end of one issue. Right. The second issue, or not the second, but the next issue after that, like Queen Shuri's apparently dead. I was like, what the fuck happened? That is a big thing. How did this happen? Presumably in the 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 Black Panther book. Yeah. But it's like, But, like, I, I think I picked up on. This book is occurring around the same time as uh, the lead up to Hickman's Secret War. Like he's building up to mm. its, his Secret War, and it's uh, it's happening during that build up where um, the Illuminati is getting together, and gotcha. that's why Namor's a prick. Yeah, gotcha. Namor's being a prick, but then shows up in Wakanda because he's part of the Illuminati with uh, Black Panther. Uh, well, he flooded. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that's probably why the door Melange kind of turned yeah. on Black Panther. It's like, dude, what you don't know what you're, you're busy doing dumb shit right. with these dudes, and look what happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a sudden turn, too. Like, we generations, presumably, of these, these 
girls and women being recruited as potential wives for mm-hmm. the Black Panther, and they have to devote their lives to protecting the royal family. Right. And then the thing happens, and they're like, no. <laughs> like, All right. Like, I understand it. Right. But if this is so embedded in your culture, it's not going to flip. Right. Like that. And a lot of the problem is that these uh, plot points aren't in the book. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, this this book could have been a lot better if if it was a more self-contained story. I agree. It could have been the fucking world of Wakanda. Yeah. And you could have had compelling stories on a micro level, mm-hmm. not relevant to continuity in the grand sense, because that's going to be hard to do with Black Panther existing. Yeah. So take this away from that story, but don't make it ripple too much in the universe, right? Right. Give a good, compelling story. And you can still build up your love story and your Midnight Angels origin. Yeah. Like, now, another thing about the love story, um, there's got to be some ethical issues with that, right? Because uh, it's as a far captain, as, yeah. a recruit. Right, and, favoritism. Yeah, and, and like, I don't, no, for sure, but like I was under the impression that Ao, the recruit, was just like a teenager at the time. Oh, I didn't read into that at all. Yeah, maybe I'm not saying it isn't the case, but maybe my head just didn't want to register it yeah. when I was reading it. Could be. I mean, like I don't know. That's just like the thought that was in my head. Like I, I could have sworn, like they, they recruit teenagers yeah, or teenagers. whatever. Oh. It's like. It's a little weird, and I don't know. Yeah. It's a little creepy. I'm going to pretend that's not the case. <laughs> but regardless, there's still ethical issues right. with captain and recruit yes. having a relationship yeah. like and that. And they just, it's the, they have the same fight for mm-hmm. ages. It's like, I love you, I love you too, but I can't let anyone know. Yeah. And it just drags on for too long. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I've noticed out of the two stories I read by Roxanne, is I'm not a fan of her dialogue at all. Every okay. thing that I've read, yeah. the Banks and this, doesn't feel like the way people talk. Well, I noticed this particularly with um, this book. Um, I didn't get it as much with the Banks, but with this one, it does feel really stilted. Yeah. But then I started thinking, okay... We're talking about a completely different culture, which Absolutely. would have completely different speech patterns. Absolutely. And maybe that's what she was trying to go for. Could be. Still ends up being very stilted sounding. Right. But I guess I could kind of forgive it in a sense because it's taking place within a completely different culture. Yeah. So. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a complete failure of the book. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just like, you know, I don't expect Wakandans to speak like Americans. Right, yeah. Like, uh, here, we use a lot of contractions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. No contractions in uh, Wakanda. I did, that's one of the things I picked up. Yeah. So. Was, yeah. yeah, but like, with with something like that, it's, it's interesting. I don't think, it's, it still ends up being very stilted. Yep. Sounded. Yep. And... I don't know. Uh, I mean, if it was a, a book uh, about a, something taking place in America, that's completely unforgivable. Can, okay. Yeah. Okay. But 
sense it's a completely different culture with different speech patterns like i i could yeah okay yeah. i'd give it a pass yeah fair enough but that also made, made me kind of wonder like do you think like marvel and dc and you know big comic companies with expansive worlds like do they have like a little guidebook on like a lexicon yeah you they absolutely have to yeah they fucking have to like there's no way they don't. Right. There's no Cause, way. Cause, yeah, because to, to create a, a believable universe and a continuity and all that, like people from different places got, have to sound the same. I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Because it exists in some form. Right. Otherwise, these companies wouldn't exist. Right. <laughs> now, I wonder if it's like... At what do, level? Yeah. Do they literally have a book that people can... Or like a PDF that you know writers can go through, right? Or do they? Is it just uh, the job of a editor to to go through and like make suggestions and changes? Well, the the, the writers have to have some basis to go on, right? Yeah, because the direction as a whole is the company's direction, mm-hmm. and then the writer gets to pitch ideas but it has to be based on something right unless you're donny capes and you can just do whatever you want and yeah. it's amazing yeah <laughs> the the golden boy he's the golden child i read the little his synopsis for, yeah. uh i might have watched something anyway to... Was it his explanation of the Black King? It could have been. King in Black. It yeah. could have been the King yeah. in Black explanation. It's like the, the thing where he's like, oh, I gotta do this in one minute? No, yeah. not that. Oh, well. Anyway, he was just basically like, oh, let me throw this at you. Yeah. you know, let me, holy shit. I think it's at the end. Anyway, this book is not that good. No. I do like the Midnight Angels outfits, or their, their costume. They remind me of a Blue Beetle. Okay, yeah. 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 But cooler because there's two of them. <laughs> it's the Blue Beetles. Yes. Blue Beetles. Blue Beetles? The old Blue Beetles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what? Toward the end, there's also like a mutant mm-hmm. that just happened out of nowhere. Yep. I don't. And yeah. there's a completely different story in the last issue. Yeah. Why include this? Yeah. I, I have know. a feeling it was uh, maybe Roxanne wanted to include it so this other writer gets exposure? Hmm. Perhaps? I don't know. Um, but in my head, that that would be one rationale yeah. of why this issue is put in here. Yeah. Because it doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Right. Yeah, overall, it's... I think it has potential. It's just the way it's written, it, it, it glosses over too many important details for uh, a co for it to be a cohesive story. Yes. Of any kind. It's yes. Just, you just get a smattering of like, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, and come on, we're we're going somewhere. I promise. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't kind of want to go. No, I don't. Like, yeah. If the fucking midnight, I'm curious, and I thought this immediately after I finished reading it. I'm curious what the midnight angels do. Mm-hmm. I'm not curious enough to put the effort in to read. Right. Like I, I want 
you to tell me, <laughs> you know, basically. <laughs> not necessarily you. Right. But just, like, someone tell me what happens, because it might be cool. Wikipedia! Yeah, I might have to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's like, the whole thing is, like, okay, here's a cool, uh, a good na- analogy, you know, uh, so Hansel and Gretel, like, leaving little breadcrumbs mm-hmm. when they go to the woods. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're leaving breadcrumbs for us, and then birds are eating them. <laughs> And then we gotta figure out where they went to save them, but we can't because, well, it was a shitty trail. Yeah. <laughs> shitty trails, my friends. <laughs> shitty trails. <laughs> uh, so the album this time is Dodecahedron's Quintessence that came out on um, Season Mist, uh, twenty seventeen. This is the second time we've had the year line up unintentionally. Really, comic and album. Man, we're so good. It's interesting. <laughs> Someone's telling us something. That we need to make better. Peanut butter cookie? Is that what I'm hearing? Like, we can. <laughs> that actually sounds really good right now. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I really want those uh, QT We should go to QT after this and yeah. peanut butter cookies. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, album. Um... It's a weirdo black metal. Yeah. So we've had a lot of weirdo stuff recently. You're welcome. (laughs) Part of it, I picked the last one too. It's just, it was, it wasn't black metal, right? This was a good album. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm getting a little sick of (laughs) avant-garde black metal though, admittedly. (laughs) And that's fine. Yeah. But it's, it's at what point... Do we name it a different genre? Because avant-garde, by its definition, with what we've been listening to, is no longer avant-garde. Yeah. It's, avant-garde has become a genre within itself. Right. Instead of what it is. Right. It's it's not necessarily pushing any sort of boundaries. It's made a boundary for itself and a particular sound. And it sits there. Yeah. And this album does it well. Yeah. It does it very well. Yeah. But it's like, let's call it something else. And retake avant-garde. Yeah. It's, that's actually a very interesting point. Because, like, yeah, because you look at a lot of these uh, exper- quote-unquote experimental, like, black metal or whatever, death metal band. They do all have a very similar atmosphere and just kind of feel to them. Right. And you typically have a very predictable rhythmic, rhythm guitar, I guess. But it... It, it, it's distorted more than usual. And then on top of that, you have typically your uh, dissonant and atonal, mm-hmm. purposely bad-sounding notes yeah. put together on top of it, right? Right. And it, this one does it well, because it has that very distinct rhythm mm-hmm. and then the weird shit on top. Maybe you call it obtuse. Obtuse metal. There you go. Yeah, and that would be good, too. Just strip away the black metal from it yeah. entirely. Obtuse metal. Yeah, there obtuse. You go. I could be down with that. <laughs> Why not add another genre? Right. plenty of bands that'll fit in it. Right. And that's one of the things you've discussed in the past. When does new music become a thing? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's already done a thing. Well, this is, to your point in the past that we've talked about, off microphone. This is a new genre, right? Right. They're making... It's it's so far removed from... 
classic black metal. Right. That the why would you even really call it black metal? Because it came from it. Yeah. But you could hear the influences, yeah. but it's so far removed from yes. what it is, yes. what it was, or you know what it, where it came from. Another example would be um, Gorgonz's Obscura. I mean, yeah, avant-garde death metal, sure, but like, it's so far removed what from what death metal, yeah, was is right. That is it really death metal? I don't know. Nah, probably not. Nah, probably. Well, well. You can see the influences. Yeah. The caveat to that particular instance is the sound has changed on that album, yes, but the origin and roots of that band is very firmly definite. Oh, yeah. And very firmly rules. Yes. 100%. <laughs> All the stuff rules, but yeah. Yeah. Death metal, Gorguts. It's supreme Gorguts. <laughs> it sounds like, I don't know. Something from the... <laughs> Something from a, like a Mexican restaurant. Supreme, Supreme Gorguts. Fake mustache. Really white person sombrero. Yeah. Like, I just imagine like um, one of those uh, giant plates that people eat. Uh, oh, competition yeah. things? Yeah. 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 Like, this is the Supreme Gorguts. You get a free <laughs> extra large t-shirt if you finish it within like 30 minutes. <laughs> the Supreme Gorguts. I... Uh... Fuck it. We can talk about whatever we want. Great album. I'm going to talk about Gorgut some more. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no, I shouldn't because I put them on the list. I'm going to okay. save this story for the list. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, then back to Dodecahedron. Um, it, I found it surprisingly short. I appreciated it. Yeah. Because I'm fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> if we would have had this when I didn't pick two and when we didn't do what we've done recently... I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. I also like that, because I listened to it several times, I seem to enjoy the interlude more than most of the rest of the songs. And I was also angry that the finale was not. No. (laughs) It was not the finale. There's one more, and it's really weird. Yeah. Like, they do this thing where it'll play and then cut out for, like, half a second and then come back yep and it's not like a pa- it's not like it sounds like somebody literally just like cut the music off mm-hmm. for half a second mm-hmm. and then it comes back on well and that's it's a sim- weird it's a similar premise to gorguts what they did with uh a song fuck i can't remember the where they just hitting the bass okay and then it bass and it's a longer interval every time they slap the bass yeah. or whatever i think Similar premise to that, where it's like, gotcha, bitch. And then it's Banty Faxit, Sacred White Noise, I think, ends abruptly. Yeah. So it's not quite the same, but it does, like, you're in this atmospheric trance, and then dead silence, we're done. So, Except they do that, like, five times. Right, yeah. (laughs) It's, um, I don't know what, what exactly they were going for there. Uh, it was... I liked what was happening outside of the silence. I don't know if, uh, if that that like that sudden stop yeah. was really necessary. Well, I think that just speaks to you and having concerns with silence. Yeah. <laughs> and this making you have to reflect on the deadness. On the, on the emptiness of <laughs> existence. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
Batman. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 making me reflect on uh, uh our our empty cries for help, uh, resounding throughout uh the void. Yes, it makes me think of the time that some random drunk guy nicknamed you nothing. Hmm. Yes. Was it nothing or nothingness? I think it was just nothing. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That was silly. That's a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> The album art looked like a marble countertop in a kitchen. It did. And I'm curious what they would prepare on said countertop. They are, I think, from the Netherlands. What did they? They, they eat wooden clogs. shoes and windmills. Clogs. <laughs> uh, it's it's um, it's a five course meal. Served on clogs, <laughs> consisting of tulips. Yes, just Tulip. different pol- different parts of the tulip flower. <laughs> yes, like the the main course is the stem. Uh, appetizers are the leaves. Dessert is the petals. Yeah, and they sprinkle pollen. Yeah, on their water. <laughs> That's their beverage. Pollen water. Pollen water. Yeah. There, I mean, some of these smoothies I have have pollen stuff in it. You know, when I was a kid, like, my parents used to, like, make me eat these spoonfuls of, like, I guess, like, chunky pa- pollen? Yeah, it's apparently a thing. I kind of researched it a little yeah, bit. it's just gross. I was like, why Why am I consuming pollen? Yeah. And then I kind of thought about it further. It's like, oh, I consume pollen literally every time I breathe. You so, do. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be some benefit to it. Whatever. I but put worse things in me. Shit's gross, though. It's just fucking chalky. I've not had it by itself. Oh, really? Yeah. No, oh. it's just in, covered up by strawberries and mangoes oh, and shit. okay. So I don't... It's just in there. Yeah, it's like... You know, the very first time I had it and my parents were telling me what it was, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. It's going to be like honey. Right. Right. Bullshit. <laughs> it's fucking chalk. <laughs> It's goddamn chalk, and it's like coat your mouth, and it's gross. <laughs> have you seen Dodecahedron by chance? Nope, never have. I have, and it was a really good show. Yeah. I didn't know much about them prior. Alex, the uh, dude that shoots Mass Destruction, um, he had shown me something of theirs. I don't remember what, and I hated it. Yeah. But I went and watched him anyway, because he was. I was like, all right, let's go watch it. And it fucking ruled. Like, cool. Awesome. Right. And that was a good experience. That was in Norway. They are now, is my understanding, no longer. Yeah. Up. I think um, the vocalist died and they decided to call it quits. Fair. Yeah. It's, you know, I would have liked to have uh, had a chance to see them, but, you know, it is what it is. It seems like it's difficult for these types of bands to, to last and then be a live entity yeah i mean it's a i mean first it's difficult to pull how do you, off. right how do you perform it live yeah is the question right how do you get then all the trappings of a live band mm-hmm. and the people and blah 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 right because the people making this stuff are atypical people yeah they i don't know any of them personally but they have to be yeah. because of what they're making and then 
Well, they don't have to be, right? But there's high probability. I mean, you got me. Yeah. And obsolescence. Yep. And then again, like, yeah, I don't know. Have, how many live shows have you played? Less than a dozen, we'll say, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last one you played? Fuck if I know. <laughs> how many times have you played out of state? Maybe once? No, that was Augusta. Okay. <laughs> So, I mean... Yeah. It's... it's. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to be weird, you, I guess you got to expect that, you know, you might not get as many opportunities as uh, quote-unquote more mainstream or traditional. Traditional, yes. yes. Yeah. But so, it's a challenge that few can pull off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, whenever you're experimenting with form and uh, genre, you're taking a risk. And you're oh. getting pushback. Yeah. Guaranteed every time. Yeah. Every time. Oh, there's always going to be, like, dumb diehards yeah. that demand tradition be followed to the letter. Go listen to those bands. Then. Yeah. Which I do often. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, there's always going to be people who are close-minded and don't want to listen to anything, you know, outside of the box or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to run into those people. So, you know, that's, I guess, why I get excited when bands that kind of push boundaries and, like, try to do different stuff uh, succeed. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's cool that, you know, to see that that can still happen. Right. It's, it's, In this not, day and age. Yeah, 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 we're not stagnant. That's that's neat. I mean, at the same time, you know, hey, if, if there's going to be a new Bolt Thrower album, it's not going to be, but if there is, I will listen to it. Yes, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. And another reason why, anytime there's a new Vader album, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Give me more Vader. It's going to be yeah. Vader. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> More Vader, please. <laughs> yeah. Dear Dodecahedron, please make a Vader album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, that'd be interesting to, to, like, oh, man, for, like, wildly different bands to make an album for another band. Would they do it in their style or the... Would Dodecahedron take Vader stuff and put it in the Dodecahedron style, or would it be Dodecahedron trying to play Vader? I would, and hmm, I don't know. Both would be interesting, in my opinion. I think the answer to that is whoever the album is going to be, in this case Vader, mm-hmm. the other band has to sound like Vader. Yeah. Or try to em- emulate yeah. whatever they're doing. Yes. I Yeah. That's just a cover album. Or a tribute, well, tribute album. <laughs> well, at that, at the same time, if you're not actually covering songs, ah, fair, you know, yeah, if you're literally trying to like take the essence of their style or whatever, and but do original tunes, mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Well, uh, that I feel is very prevalent now. Going back to the example of Bolt Thrower. All these hardcore kids listen to Bolt Thrower try and make a death metal band. They're hardcore kids who want to do Bolt Thrower? Bas- but they do death metal. Air quotes. 
Is this like creeping death? Oh. And the like. Yeah. No, I'm not no, saying no. good, bad, whatever, but it's that very similar mentality. They yeah. love bolt throwers, so they're going to try and emulate it. Right. Do they pull it off? To me, no. It lacks a certain level of authenticity. But also, I'm just a prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to anybody who pulls off bolt thrower authentically. Memoriam um, does it, and it's yeah. fucking bolt thrower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and, and that's not true. There's a lot of different members. Yeah. But it is from a heart and core of both really, Right. You know. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a shame. It is. Why can't we have both throw again? Because of their honor, valor, yeah. and pride. Yeah. I get it. But I don't like it. No. God damn it. Well, uh, I've... I've had so many chances to see Bolter, and I just never did. <laughs> just never did. Yeah. Because I was uh, too up my butt, because I was young and and only liked experimental stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was me. We have grown as people. Yeah. I've grown to appreciate uh, the simpler things. Well, I mean, that's... I don't know. That's not true at all. No, it's not. (laughs) The music that you gravitate to, the beverages that you gravitate to, have a lot of complexity. Yeah. And you enjoy the hell out of that stuff. I do. But I I learned to enjoy both of them. Yeah. Which is one song. (laughs) One. It's one really awesome song. Well, maybe two. They have two songs. (laughs) You have In Battle There Is No Law song, and then every other album song. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they are fantastic. I agree. Well, we talked a lot about dodecahedron, didn't we? <laughs> sure did. Um, I I think it's a good album. It is. It's worth checking out if you like weirdo shit. Yeah. Um, avant-garde black metal, obtuse metal. Yeah. Oh, um, I was gonna mention. Um, so I was listening to the album uh when I was going to bed one night, I guess. I just fucking started hearing, like, lots of weird shit that I never noticed. You weren't picking up on previously? Yeah. You ever get that? Like, mm-hmm. listening? I don't, I don't often go to sleep with music. Oh, okay. I, I don't really do that so much anymore because it prevents me from actually falling asleep. Right. But, like, yeah, it's just that, that half, like, half sleep state mm-hmm. where I, I guess somehow my brain's more receptive to, like, whatever shit spooky dookies yeah yeah spooky dookies gotcha uh but yeah there's just like and like weird sounds was like oh this is cool like snuck in the cracks yeah the audio yeah that's cool shit that i just like when i'm wide awake just didn't pick up interesting yeah i wonder at what point you can get that same experiment with ingesting stuff a hundred percent. Okay. It's called shrimps. <laughs> but yeah, it's I me mean, like, I, I think there's something to be said about like having parts of your brains like just kind of turn off to where 
It doesn't block out. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, yeah. It's so, so it's a pure sensory experience. Yep. Yeah. And th- why? <sighs> yeah, whatever. Their, their song titles were silly. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were shapes. They, they were all the hedrons. Yep. Not all, but. Yep, they were three-dimensional shapes, uh, <laughs> starting from uh, ten. Was it tetra? Tetra. That's four. So I, I think it started not. at. I don't know. Tetrahedron. But oh, do they do they go in order? I don't. I don't think they now. do. Yeah, but they're shapes. They're shapes and interludes. I opened up the lyrics to one of them, and read like two words yeah. and then stopped i think i got <clears throat> distracted well i obviously got distracted but it was something to do with the word father yeah papa? The, the end papa, can you hear me <laughs> now the only lyrics i remember is uh the death of your body because they repeated a bunch at the end yeah yeah the death of your body Death of your body. Dingus and Dongus. Debacle.